Hey everyone, I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to Do I Like This, the podcast. Yay. This week we are welcoming back my brother Brett. Hello. And we made him watch a movie. That wasn't from my B-list catalog or anything. I pulled this one from uh, an Amazon also recommended. I watched the trailer. I sent it to Brett because I learned from my past mistakes to be like, all right, I've watched like 20 minutes. I'm enjoying this. Brett watched the trailer. He's like, regardless of the podcast, his words, I'm watching this movie. Yep. I will ask you at the end if you you think those words were foolish or or they were well well spoken. Um, but that's how we got Nightmare at Noon, the 1988 movie. Strong trailer. Oh, it's mm-hmm. up there with Uninvited on trailers. And both have George Kennedy. Right. This movie is filled with like famous-ish character actors from the time. Filled. That's that's so interesting because when I watched it, I was like a movie of nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I guess I didn't watch enough Dallas or like CSI or when I was whatever. a kid, I spent a lot of time with my my grandma and grandpa, and I watched a lot of like reruns from the sixties and seventies. Okay, <laughs> so I watched, you know, uh, oh god, what was the show? I don't remember the the hitchhiker in this movie. He is. Oh, you mean Riley? First name and last name. Right. Boy, I can't remember what he's in now, but he's been in a ton of shit. And as soon as I saw him, I recognized him. And then when I looked, he was in like a bunch of shows from like the. I the thought he 70s was going to be in Ken's wife at one point in this movie, but I was <laughs> stunned that that didn't happen. I just, I guess, I didn't watch enough of the uh, the proper preparatory materials. Well, and then George I Kennedy. I two of us. I only knew George Kennedy. I recognized George Kennedy, as I, as I showed you before, from The Naked Gun. Um, <laughs> two but, and a half. And I guess he was in Dallas. That's the other large credit I saw for him. And uninvited, if you've listened to our podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I didn't see his face while listening to your podcast. So. Oh. He he has the best role in Uninvited and a very disappointing death. He has a fun role in this one and an equally strange death. I would say he is the <laughs> second to best role in this one, borderline between him and our hitchhiker. Mm, we'll get into that because yes, I don't yes. know. Sam, why don't you take us away because there's so much. And I'm just going to start talking about all the movie before if we don't. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay, Nightmare at Noon. Woo! Oh, I gotta give the IMDb. I'm sorry. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think we're missing something. That's what we I'm are. Missing. So the IMDb says scientists poisoning the water supply of a small town, turning the residents into homicidal maniacs who kill each other and anybody who passes through. Okay, IMDb. You're not wrong about that, but work on your grammar. That's all. Yeah, it's, it's serviceable. It's better than the Wikipedia we had doing scary stories the other night. Yeah, it's about the same amount of information. So the movie opens, we're in the back of a van filled with like computer equipment. And uh, I, I think he's he's supposed to be the albino is what he's credited as, right? Yeah, in and the final credits. I, I said he looks like a Busey, like, like Gary Busey or Jake Busey. So I just referred to him as albino Busey for the rest of the movie or just <laughs> Busey. I thought he looked like a, a family member of our guy from class of 1999. He's also been in everything everything like you have to google him because i don't remember off the top of my head because it's been like a week now since we watched it because that's 
how chaotic our lives are. <laughs> um, so he's in the back of the van playing with his computery buttons. There's some like jamming synthesizer coming mm. in in this scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the 80s. All right, baby. Oh, they yeah. reiterate consistently throughout this movie. You're in the mm-hmm. 1980s, guys. Yeah, they're, the computer graphics or lack thereof. Uh, the radar with like random shit all over it. It's it's really bizarre. The opening, the the credits took forever. I just thought it was a <laughs> ballsy choice as an albino to go albino mustache. Oh, it was he he was gross looking. Like he just had like the the gross creeper stash. They gave him like blind eyes in some scenes, but then in other scenes they were fine. Like like the cloudy eyes i guess i should well, say that's why he was wearing the lasik surgery go- uh mm-hmm. sunglasses most of the movie i called those my grandma's outdoor glasses because <laughs> she had the same ones that wrapped all the way around your head basically yeah, and anytime when you get your cataracts done yeah or if you're 90 something years old and... or you're trolling for some poon right in the desert <laughs> where it's really bright <laughs> correction in canyon land i was just gonna say we're in canyon land <laughs> And because we get it on the computer and it has a list of all the people who live there and the status of the experiment. So right up front, it's setting us up that we're we're in an experiment, people. This is the point in my notes, Brett, where I wrote laser sound effects and titles. So I had the same exact experience you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little a belated. keyboard, though. Came in good. <laughs> so he's part of uh, what is called the Agency for the Protection of the Environment. Or and, APE. Right, and they had Ooh. so many guns and explosions. They were right. really into protecting the environment. So I love the eclectic assortment of, like, Counter-Strike firearms that they put together <laughs> for this team. Mm-hmm. Right, So you immediately know that this is not a legitimate government organization because they're outfitted in the most irregular garb and like gear that they could have. But like, man, it was just great. Some of them have like laser dots. Some of them have like red dot lasers on them, mm-hmm. but are also like suppressed uzis and like a tech nine (laughs) and all these like weird just miscellaneous like street guns and i i love the weapon selection because it just places the movie so well well i think the nice little touch was the box of explosives in the back of the van too box of explosives is always great but just great mixed bag of weaponry love the props i imagine they pulled everything they could possibly find and we're like yeah "Yeah, this is how many guns we got this is how many guys we're gonna cast (laughs) (laughs) their weapons upgrade later in the movie too oh yeah Mm. so we have um all these people unloading from back of the vans albino Busey jumps out of his van he's dressed like doc from back to the future in the scene um where they're doing the experiment in the twin pines mall parking lot where he's wearing like that paper suit (laughs) uh it was the 1980s who wasn't dressed like doc brown i guess I got like plantation owner vibes from him just with his mannerisms. <laughs> I don't know why. He becomes yeah. K- Colonel from KFC later on. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Because he gets the hat and everything. And his looking glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those looking glasses. So he starts to like shoot a fancy ray gun with this green goo that he inserted. And as he does that, what I'm going to call a hillbilly 
pulls up in a truck and Ian wrote down what he said. I, I wrote down first in my notes, this is when I knew to send it to Brett. <laughs> <laughs> and second, so he pulls up. He looks like uh, a hillbilly from like WWE, like that comic level of hillbilly. And he's like, what you doing, guys? And then all their sniper lights train on him. And he goes, them. Well, I guess I should just say red dots because none of them are snipers. Uh, them's pretty lights. What you doing? Making a movie? Like this is <laughs> this is an old timey prospector coming in in a straight yes. up jalopy <laughs> with like an awuga horn on it. Like it was, it was as comedic as you could get. I was just like, like it's like hell yeah. You can hear it like falling it. apart as it drove up comically. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's such a commitment to the bit, and I loved that about it. And then obviously the dudes light him up. But oh, light him man. up hard, and then they just. Sam looks so at me, they good. push his truck into the river. And Sam goes, what would they have done if there wasn't a river there? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's the middle of nowhere. You could just leave it out and you'd probably have the same effect. Part of me thought like, all right, so they're about to poison this place. Are they going to blame it on the truck? <laughs> you know, are they trying to cover their tracks a little bit? But no, I think it was just, they're just pushing it because they push things. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure if it was going to just be like, oh, wow, we got a leaking jalopy in the water supply. People are getting <laughs> sick. Or if it was going to be the green goo. But clearly, you know. It was the leaking jalopy. Yeah. 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 Bad, bad uh, transmission fluid. These were actually environmental protection workers. They were trying to improve the water supply. Yeah, Agency for the Protection of the Environment. That's what it is. Because they you throw go. a truck into a little lake. <laughs> Great opener. Yes. Excellent. Might have been the best scene in the film. Ooh, it's yeah. close. If it's not the winner. Yep. Yeah. So the next scene we cut to, it's the morning. It's 7 a.m. George Kennedy's alarm is going off, and he looks thoroughly unhappy to be in this movie. <laughs> Dude, wh- whoever George Kennedy owed money to in the 80s to make some of these films, yeah. I need to know more of that backstory. I do, too. It, it, they're rough. It's the alarm's going off. <laughs> He just he just shushes it. Oh yeah, that's right. Like he, he doesn't touch it. He just speaks to it. He's like, shh. And then it stops. And then it, it stops. It just stops. And nobody, there's no explanation or just, nobody read the script and was like, um, question, really quick, right here. Does George shush the alarm? He okay. does. Well, my thought was that that like for the first you know, half hour of the movie. I'm like, oh, this is a very self-aware comedic film. Mm. (laughs) And then as it went on. (laughs) Then you get the second half of the movie. Yeah. It became very clear that that was not the case. (laughs) I believe Sam said you guys were texting and you said all the movies Ian sends have third act problems. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Definitely. But I also just, this is one of those films that I wish I could get my hands on somebody involved with. Because like, what was the pitch? Right. For this movie, right? Because it, nobody, nobody brought up. No one says we're making a script of a horror film here. Like this is very clearly some sort of pseudo actiony film mm-hmm. that also wants to be a comedy in like twenty percent of it, but also wants to be like a western at the end. And oh yeah, really. Uh, but it wants I a little just, science fiction in there as well, and it just can't place it. I feel like they were trying to prop up one of the later characters to potentially be a a multi-piece person, but, well, we'll get to him when we get to him. It's it's a thought that was through my mind the whole film is like, what 
the hell did they think they were actually trying to make? Who was your target audience and what were you trying to sell them? You don't know? Okay, that makes two of us. I have nothing to say. Uh, all I have to say <laughs> is we transition to DJ Mullet. DJ Mullet. It's Billy, the DJ at the country station, playing some Patsy Cline. We get some country vistas in the canyon where they're, you know, canyon land or whatever. Canyon town. Where are they? Canyon land? Canyon land, yeah. Canyon land. I was mm-hmm. right. It's next to uh, Sarasa land in uh, Mario World. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You yeah. just need to use the warp whistle. Yeah. Uh, so there's Ken and Sherry. Sherry. Nailed Sherry, it. that's right. I didn't write it down. Um, they're in their RV, their big fancy RV husband and wife uh she's like microwaving him some croissants they're talking <laughs> about do. they're basically just shaving yeah yes while driving. driving yeah and they're basically just like talking about how rich they are um <laughs> and so that's them so that's the setup for them hold on she gives him a croissant and his line he takes a bite and goes oh no man likes a soggy croissant <laughs> i was like that's an interesting idea of what you think rich people talk like. In her first, like, two minutes on screen, uh, the wife, and I know she has a character name. I apologize for not remembering it. She's just his wife in the movie, unfortunately. Yeah. She yeah. is basically just wearing a sports bra. Mm-hmm. She jams a cassette into the radio because she can't stand country music, and she makes a joke about shopping. Yeah. So, Within about 60 seconds, we can understand exactly what her purpose in this movie is. Is to provide the uh, depth. Yeah, really, really bring that strong feminist agenda into our uh, 88 (laughs) movie. Uh, Just, I I could tell right away with that scene, I was like, okay, no women are going to have a conversation in this movie. That's true. Yeah. Well, was, and I'm almost right. You, I was just going to say you're very close. Almost. If you count grunting and growling as not a conversation. <laughs> so then we get um, our hitchhiker and his he's real creepy looking. He's oh, God. Real is. creepy. Look. So Ooh. he was he was an American graffiti. That's where I know him from. He was another stuff, too. But he just has this like creepy face and he's got this the aviators on and that mouth that's just like, Meh, I and hate that everything. skin that's like, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, and it's a nice leather now in my middle age. Yeah. Yeah, he had a tan hide. So originally, the husband's not going to stop. Correct. Right? But the wife is like haranguing him and is like, <laughs> where's your sense of adventure? And it's like, that guy's definitely got a gun. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Like, a million Do not percent. pick him up. There's a reason the the hitchhiker stereotype is what it is. Yeah. Like, oof. oof. Yeah. Also, this is 88. We know better than pitch, mm-hmm. picking up hitchhikers. I mean, this yeah. is the deadliest decade, but still. So this is Riley, first and last name. This was mm-hmm. who we were referring to. Protagonist? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was the guy who was going to finally please Ken's wife. <laughs> so nobody in this movie is likable. No. And maybe George Kennedy a little bit. The sheriff is okay, mm-hmm. but there's just, I couldn't tell, right? Because it feels the, the hitchhiker who becomes essentially our protagonist over the next hour mm. and a half, or at the very least, the action hero of the movie. Right. Uh, he just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like he, he's not particularly charismatic. Mm-mm. 
he kind of is just there for just a lot of the action. That. He just yeah. kind of is like uh, he's, he's plot I'm advancement. Here. Whatever, I'm gonna do but a I, thing. I feel like he is the character that the writers wanted you to like the most. Mm-hmm. I think him and his love interest, which I won't talk about anymore, are the two that you're supposed to get behind. Because there's no way you're supposed to like Ken. He's an absolute piece of shit. Right. Uh, I like Ken the most. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the the best person in the film. He's the most relatable and responds the most logically to things. Uh, yeah. True. It just... This stood out to me because as I was watching the movie, um, more often than not, I was rooting for whatever antagonist was on screen. Because <laughs> I was really I was rooting for the first antagonist hard. Well, I was just going to say, I, w- I really wanted more of the albino, but we'll get there. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. The second antagonist that we're about to get to. That's the one I was rooting for hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Ken starts talking about himself. He's a hunter. He's a show business attorney. Sherry starts, Sherry, Sherry, whatever. Mm-hmm. She starts talking about how he, they're so rich because he just sues everybody for breach of contract. Oh, yeah. His license um, plate is, I'll sue you. Yeah. So they pull into Canyonlands. They're like, let's go to the diner. Yeah. Here are eggs. Um, I'm only saying that because that's literally what he says. So, oh, one of the things <laughs> we forgot to say about George Kennedy is that it shows him like putting water into a tea kettle because that becomes a thing later on. Um, so he they're at the coffee. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're at this diner. The Everyone orders water. And then, and then the guys are like, Oh, you know what? We'll have beer. And Sherry's like, well, I'm going to have a water. And so I turned to Ian at that point. And I was like, so everyone who drinks the water is going to like turn green or something. And, and I was mm-hmm. half right. And I look so, at Sam and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, there's a truck in their water supply. Obviously. I'm just proud these boys are are willing to crank some breakfast beers. Yeah, because it was definitely morning. It was absolutely morning. I totally get why Riley. I feel like Riley was cranking beers twenty four seven, so he fit in. (laughs) I like that Ken let his guard down and was like, "Okay, I'll have a breakfast cold one." I know I'm driving an RV across country, but (laughs) fuck it, breakfast beer. (laughs) Right, and I mean, I'm to be fair, I think Riley only drinks beer. That's it. He doesn't yep. like eat food or he smokes cigarettes and drinks beer. The end. Maybe a coffee mm. now and again. A little bit of chewing tobacco, you know, what, yeah. whatever he can get his hands on. So uh, they're in the diner. They get their drinks. And then and then we see from far away, the albino Busey is on a hill from afar and he's watching through. I, I'm assuming we're supposed to be infrared goggles because it was not <laughs> infrared. It was something entirely different. <laughs> They're just weird colors. <laughs> Technology glasses. <laughs> I don't even know. It was very weird. I I think I even said to you, like, is that supposed to be infrared? Because it doesn't even look like it. And I just shook my head. I was like, got nothing. Yeah. I was using a technology. Yes, the technology goggles. Air quotes. The yeah. science. So the, the regular who comes in and who had been sitting at the diner counter who had drank water. Charlie. Start- Charlie. He starts getting very agitated, and he just stabs the waitress in the hand mm-hmm. when she comes over. What they don't tell you is he does this every day, and Ken overreacts by trying to get involved. This is why I liked Ken more than Riley. Because, uh, like, okay, some, you know, scruffy-looking dude is is roughing up a waitress, and Ken's just like, I'm going to deal with this. Yeah. He gets up and goes try to inter- interject. He 
does not succeed, but he tried, and I respected that. No, he, well, and he it's did not, not have a skill set for this. And it's not the first time he does it, which I didn't think about until you just said that. So, okay, you might be changing my mind about Ken. So Ken runs over, Sherry, Sherry runs over, Riley steps in, he punches the guy, but it's like Earl with Bloody Bill. He just is punching him and nothing is happening. And then there's like a diner brawl, but it's, it's comedic. <laughs> like, like they're doing like one liners during the brawl. And I'm like, I'm, yeah. I was confused. I didn't know if it was supposed to be funny or not. I mean, the face, Riley gives us a couple faces on camera and be like, oh, oh. And so I was like, all right, this, this is not taking itself seriously at this moment. Yeah. So that, so then we see that Charlie is starting to turn green, like the Hulk kind of. He had too much of his troll to goodness. Yeah. He, a, a female cop drives up and Charlie like kicks the shit out of her and steals her gun. All right. Yeah. For one of multiple times in this movie is the easiest to disarm cop oh I've God. ever seen. And then he throws her over a cop car. Yeah. It's nuts. So she, she's like standing in front of Charlie and she's like, don't shoot me for like 20 minutes. And Charlie's like very slowly pulling the trigger forever. And then all of a sudden he gets <laughs> shot and it turns out it's, it's Riley and Riley had a gun this whole time and he shot him. Hitchhiker um, had a gun, yeah. called it. Weird. Uh, important note, Charlie's knee explodes green. Right. He has. He shoots blood. him in the knee. Yeah. That water turns you into a full thing of green goo from Nickelodeon. <laughs> That's called gack, buddy. And that would be fun. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> So then we see Busey in his in his van up on the hill. He sends out a jamming signal. And so it doesn't, but it doesn't say, all, it, all he types in is jamming. And it says jamming. And then I turn to you and I go, are they having a party? I was I like, jamming. <laughs> they're, they're jamming. But as he's doing his work, his like mooks are just kind of like posing with their mm-hmm. guns. Just like leaning against the hood of the truck with like their rifle they're at like, their hip. Like swagger standing somebody else is just kind of doing like a charlie's angels <laughs> yeah. up on the side of the they reminded me of the henchmen from venture brothers <laughs> a little yeah, bit their level of seriousness i love these guys so after riley saves the lady cop she goes over and starts giving him shit about having a gun and takes it from him and i'm like bitch what are you doing um Last he saved all America. of you <laughs> well and that in too. the 80s yeah <laughs> So then everybody, so everybody's mad at Riley. Everybody. Ken is mad at Riley. The cops are mad at Riley. Because at this point, I think the sheriff has pulled up. And they're all like, how dare you have a gun and save us all? Ken is the biggest baby in this scene. He's like, I'm taking my RV and going home. I don't like you anymore. You solve this. In Ken's defense, um, Riley and his wife have been like, I fucking pretty hard. That's true. Because his wife is like, no, he saved us. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. get in the RV, Sherry, you stupid bird. Yeah. Sherry! <laughs> get in the car, we're going. Get in the car. <laughs> going. So the, they drive away in their RV, and Riley's pissed because his bag is in there. And um, so now we have George Kennedy, the sheriff, the lady cop who turns out to be his daughter later on, and then Riley, who has put on some fancy sunnies because he's got to be cool. Um, got to be cool. They're like, look at Charlie. He's fucking crazy. And George Kennedy's like, oh, Charlie. And he's like looking in the window at him. And then Charlie just headbutts and smashes the window out. (laughs) And just like starts going wild. 
And no one reacts like, oh, this is a big deal. They're like, okay, Charlie, we get it. Yeah. To the Uh, point that he then steals the cop car. Is this is this where we get Riley's like two second backstory? Yep. Yes. So hold on. As this is happening though, Busey sends out a force field signal and it makes it so the whole town has like this force field where if people drive through it, their car turns off. That's why you can't Perfect. let a Busey loose in the wild. Yeah. Beautiful technology. And then we get Riley's backstory, which Brett will do. Um oh God. I I it was like a throwaway line almost the way it was delivered, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. apparently the hitchhiker was a cop or something. Yep. And he murdered a rapist yep. or yeah. shot a rapist or something. And the sheriff is like, well, you know, people around here think people who shoot rapists are the bee's knees. <laughs> and like, we don't care about internal affairs and due process, blah, blah, blah. And so like they give their very, very public endorsement of his behavior after right. chewing him out for like 10 minutes. Well, and then it also turns out the reason why he's hitchhiking is he's chasing one of the other rapists who escaped. See, I, I got to see the sequel now, right? I didn't catch that detail. And guess what? It didn't affect the movie for me at all. <laughs> he's into vigilante justice. He's a very uh, poor man's punisher. That's for sure. <laughs> he's oh, a very God. poor punisher he's for a poor man. He's the poorest man. poor man's punisher. <laughs> so at this point then... While all that's going on, Charlie has now stolen a cop car and driven it away maniacally. Mm-hmm. Balls of steel. So the the RV, Ken and um, the RV is broken down. So Ken and his wife are walking back, and Ken has a massive shotgun like slung over his shoulder. So fuck you, Riley, for having a handgun in your pants. But Ken, it's cool. Walk up the road with your shotgun on your shoulder. Another wonderful prop selection. Mm-hmm. Spaz twelve yeah. shotgun, like <laughs> with the stock, yes. not extended like it's the most <laughs> iconic like 80s and 90s shotgun i love every time i see it the whole reason they say he has it is because he's a hunter but no self-respecting hunter would hunt with a shotgun uh no self-respecting american hunter would hunt with an italian shotgun yeah. come on <laughs> my god usa usa <laughs> I, 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 I just love that it's it's such a like a it is that other shotgun. Like, if yeah. you were thinking of, of the list of shotguns that you see in movies, there's the one shotgun, you know, your, your Where classic you don't see traditional. The attached to and it. then there's the 90s and 80s shotgun, the Spaz 12 here. Uh, I just, I, I, again, great design. I'm sure they just grabbed whatever weapon props they could find. Mm-hmm. Love it, though. It looked like he was going on, like, one of those safari that Rich White douchebags do where they like go and yes. kill wild animals with gigantic big gun weapons. in your khaki shorts right my favorite type of person mm. um so then we get this scene is hilarious this might be my favorite scene there's a lady <laughs> in like a giant old it looks like a crown victoria type thing car um she's got like rollers in her hair in the house dress she's got a sig hanging out uh, she pulls into a handicap spot and then we see Charlie in the cop car. He rides up and he's like, he's like shaking and like, ah! oh, yeah. his face is getting more insane by the yeah. second. So he pulls up in the cop car and he just starts bashing into the back of her car with his car. And she's like, I'm sorry, Sheriff, I had a party for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> And 
then he gets, so he keeps backing up further and further to ram in the car to like a preposterous distance uh, yeah like many feet her her car moved many feet so she gets out of the car and he just takes his car and smashes her into her own car and kills her we don't see her body like she just disappears like she's not in any that. of the shots yeah yeah this is when i knew the movie was ruthless <laughs> And then he calls he's her gone. dead body a bitch. He goes, yeah, bitch. Yeah. He's going nuts. I actually that. enjoyed this guy as an actor yeah, he going was all in on this. Very funny. Um, he gets the trunk of the car is popped open in the cop car. And so he just innately is like, oh, there's guns in there. So he runs over and grabs guns and starts shooting all of the trunks of all of the cars. And they all explode? Yeah. Oh, there's a giant Michael Bay explosion. A third cop shows up. His name is Larry. Now, this scene. This cop's got, like, balls of steel. Oh, my God. Ill-advised, but man. Yeah. And also, it's like, they added, like, it was supposed, I thought until now, until this scene, I'm like, oh, this is, like, sort of more of a comedic movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The scene is really dark. Oh, oh God. (laughs) It It turns from funny to being like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, the cop is... The rampaging man's son, I believe, because he's coming at him. He's coming at him. He's like, you know, trying to talk him down. He's like, "What's going on? Give me the gun. It's okay. We'll we'll take care of everything. Your your ma's working. Worried about you, whatever." And he's like, slow creeping towards him. Shotgun pointed at this cop the whole time, and the Mm -hmm. sheriff has showed up at this point. Uh, behind his car with his gun, kind of just watching it unfold. <laughs> and shocking nobody, Rampage and Charlie just blast the dude yep. square oh, yeah. in the chest. Yep. Uh, Aggressive Presumably dead. just instantly dead, but we never see his body. Yeah, uh, that was cold. Shot. That was totally heartless. Ice cold. He's like, Pappy, no! And then he shoots him in the chest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it even... Charlie, like, kind of handed, was, like, fake handing him the shotgun. Yeah, he was, like, like smiling at him. One-handed pulls the trigger. Yeah. Oh, so cold. So then George Kennedy just shoots Charlie and kills him. Which you just should have done, George, while that was all going on. And Charlie falls onto his dead son's body when he dies. (laughs) Oh, I didn't catch that detail. (laughs) It's like, very, very poignant. Oh, they got to be together. Mm. (sighs) Hmm. So that beginning, I was like, we are in for a ride. Yeah. And we were for a little bit. First hour. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to the uh, the transient and the wife having an intense uh, yeah. uh, session of, oh. like, she's throwing it out hard. He's throwing it out mid-range uh <laughs> but then he fires and then like real hard. yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure he just straight up says like you seem like you're looking to get fucked or something along those lines and i was kind of just like i was kind of yeah. like all right I thank like, you oh, for acknowledging it movie is this where we're going but then that's it i think you're overdue for a good fuck ah uh, there you go <laughs> let me just drop whoa there. Whoa! Laptop. Whoa! I got overwhelmed. Well, you can we can see okay. Ian's pasty thigh in his ball sack. I was trying to tell <laughs> you you're overdue for a good hey. <laughs> Great, He's showing us. 
Mm. I mean, this episode's getting released via video. <laughs> I'm the only one who's suffering on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, all of that is taking place in the sheriff's lobby, and the sheriff is saying, "Um, there's multiple murders here because we just found Hillbilly Jethro or whatever his name is, his truck in the pond, and uh, I'm something's going on in this town." Because this is, you know, out of the ordinary. Yes, that would be the exact conclusion yeah. anyone should come to in that mm-hmm. situation. So mm-hmm. then Ken is like, fuck this shit. I'm going home. Get me a rental car right now. And George Kennedy's like, well, you can go to the junkyard and talk to Floyd. And that's your only option. And Bye. Ken go, and everyone's like, oh, he's not easy to handle. And Ken goes, I handled Twisted Sister. I can handle this oh. guy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Turns uh, out, Twisted Sister was not a good training for handling this guy. No. Uh, so Ken heads to the junkyard. The lady cop says uh, that she sent Charlie's blood off to be tested, and they said it's an acid. And to where? A, mm-hmm. at, at the hospital. And then a lab tech took it from the hospital to go get it further analyzed, and the car broke down at the town line. <gasps> So then after a while, they're like, Ken's not back yet. So George Kennedy and Riley, the sheriff and Riley, uh, they decide to go to the junkyard. And everyone's just screaming Floyd forever, uh, wandering through the junkyard alone, each of them alone. He's supposedly going to get a rental car. He just (laughs) swaggers through the junkyard, shotgun in hand. Like, right. Is that how you rent cars? I've never done it, but I don't think that like... Maybe in the 80s, that's how they did it. From his experience so far in this town, he hasn't really run into the craziness that's going to happen a little later. It doesn't seem like open carry shotgun is an appropriate approach. Yeah, because at this point, Charlie's the only one who's gone wild. And Ken wasn't even there for that. That's true. It's a bit much, all right. So then we get Floyd leaping over cars like he's, again, the Hulk. And he jumps onto Ken. And then we get... A legitimate repeat of the diner scene, like to a T, with Riley jumping in to save him. Blah, 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 blah. I Uh, mean, it was so well choreographed, I just wanted it again. But this time outside with different lighting. So they they wind up shooting Floyd and he gets, there's green goo everywhere at the end. Do you have the one-liner, Ian? Oh, I don't. Oh, yes, I do. I just found it. Um, Riley looks at Floyd and goes... No change for the parts and labor. No, no charge, charge for parts oh, and labor, shit. Floyd. <laughs> shit. No charge for parts and labor, Floyd. They didn't have any change for the parts All and right. labor. They wanted if they took card. We got it. I was like, <laughs> we got there. Good job. It's Good not job. words with me if I don't quite mess them up. So at this point in the sheriff's lobby, it's the sheriff's daughter, Julia? Yes. Is that what I have here? Yes, that's, okay. that's correct. Sure. It's the two women. And they're not like they're not talking, as Brett said. Uh, but all of a sudden, Sherry starts growling intensely, and and Julia just starts yelling, "Stop it!" at her. <laughs> so as Julia's like chasing her and growling aggressively, Julia's just like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> it's like, did you ever see the that skit? I think it was on Mad TV with Bob Newhart as the therapist, and he's just yelling at his his clients, and yeah, he's I like. Think I know the one. Stop. Stop it. That's Stop delightful. It. And so that's what it reminded me of. I was laughing so hard. 
So then everybody arrives just in time to like stop this from it, happening, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, she's got a gun and husband runs in and just yoinks the gun <laughs> from her. Like, yeah, she's with not literally no challenge. He just like, hey, I'll right. take that. And He's a hunter. He knows his moves. At this point, it's occurred to me that the cops in this town don't really do very much. No. Because all of these situations could have been de-escalated and, But far their jail quicker. cells looked like they were like the state prison, right? <laughs> was, they were in, impressive because I mean, they wrestle Sherry into one. And that's where <laughs> she stays. the right word. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was yeah. definitely a wrestle and not a wrestle. Um, and Ken, like, didn't seem that upset. He's just like, that's my wife. Uh. <laughs> a doctor comes out to check on her. He's got, like, mm-hmm. like cuts and bruises. <laughs> he yeah. has not been having a good day. Yeah, he's had a rough day. Um, it's not I was admitted to a hospital, and, like, this guy came in and is like, hi, I'm your doctor today. I would, I would strongly consider finding a different hospital. No, sir, you are not. <laughs> Even without his injuries, he was like, skeevy greasy hair man uh-huh. who comes in and like you know he has like a sweat going he probably sells like percocet on the side or something oh. like mm-hmm. just, and he was mm, and he's like yeah i'll just trank him up whatever so they're like okay yeah doctor go go tranquilize her and you know whatever they leave him in the cell with her alone they all just leave him and of course she kicks the shit out of him oh yeah and before she even went in there the sheriff likes like doctor what's going on he just looks at the sheriff and goes bad doings around here roy <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though true facts Fortunately, Ken realizes, though, like, after he's walked 10 steps out of the cell, oh, this was a mistake because I hear chaos happening. Right. And he's able to go in there and stab his wife with the tranquilizer. And so that's that. And she's out for a little while. Yep. She clutches her handbag and falls asleep on the jail cell floor. So then we cut to, and I just want to intro this because it amazed me, the most effective group brainstorm to come to the root of a problem that is no business getting to oh, the yeah. root of a problem I've seen in a movie. Is it effective or is it nonsense? Because That's... as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> th- it might as well have just been two minutes of them sitting there in silence and one guy just being uh, maybe maybe the water is contaminated <laughs> and then they run with that because yeah, like, that yes. is as much brainstorm that's as it I think I said effective in the fact that it's just quick I mean they get there <laughs> so it's funny to me because so many of these scenes that could have taken a little bit longer are truncated and the scenes that really should have been short are the longest oh, yeah settle in for some <laughs> long scenes later folks um, but I just thoroughly enjoyed their shooting the shit back and forth. And like Brett said, literally one guy would be like, I don't like planes. Oh, you think they fall in the water? Like, that's more common sense than their conversation. The, the logic that led them to their conclusion was non-existent. Right. Because it, it basically was like, wow, people sure are weird. Yeah, people sure are weird. I wonder what people do. People drink water sometimes. Have you drank water? 
no, and I'm not weird. It must be the water. Exactly. End of deductions. That's like, perfect. And Brett, this is happened. for me and you and our growing up and anyone else who can appreciate this. It reminded me of like if you brought a friend over to your house to play Mist and you had already played it and solved everything, and your friend's like, Man, what do we do? And you're like, Oh, we definitely turn the clock 18 times to the left and then three times to the right and go through. And they look at you and they go, How did you figure out that? And you say, Oh, obviously that's what you do. That's what this scene felt like. It was yes. some moon logic, all right. It was pretty fun. So then they're all like, have you had water? Had you had water? And someone asked George Kennedy if he, he had water. And he goes, I haven't touched water in years. <laughs> and we had to pause. And we both it. started dying. And then I'm like, wait, why? Was there like an accident? Of some kind? So many questions. I kind of just, when that line came out, I kind of just, like, smiled and was like, I, yes, understood. Water is the devil. Why would you drink it? Part of me feels like it was ad-libbed, because he just was, like, all set with the scene. He's like, no, haven't drank it in years. (laughs) Hey, to be fair, I'm not going to question a guy. I want to get out of this movie. I'm done. I'm not going to question a guy who's ascended to a sentient level that can tell technology to quiet down. That's true. (laughs) Um, and then so they're like, wait, you did, have you had like any coffee or tea? And he's and he's like, no. But we and so I wrote lies because <laughs> we know he had coffee. And he got to like is looking shifty in the camera mm-hmm. when he does it. He's like, no, <laughs> don't look at my camera. I haven't been bitten by a zombie. Why would you ask if I've been bitten by a zombie? Come on. What's going on with my arm? Why is it behind my back? Don't worry about it. OK, you know, I'd water. tell you if I did, but I didn't. So here's where things start to really ramp up. So we get like. A multi-car crash, and then people get out of the cars Ooh. and start punching each this other. And great. then another car comes and just Fast. smashes their cars. <laughs> and so it's just like people just smashing each other in explosions. That's and my then, best scene. In the and movie. George Kennedy's looking out the window <laughs> and he goes, It started. And I'm and I, I wrote, what, what started? What happened? Who are you? How do you have this knowledge? <laughs> because so it bizarre. continues isn't ominous enough. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> But it's the same it's shit. It's getting worse is just one too many words. No, the, the head-on collision to dudes just, like, <laughs> getting out, walking up to each other, throwing punches, presumably because they're insane, and then having enough clarity to see another car speeding <laughs> at them and to clear out of the road. It's like, I know I'm under murder rage right now, but I don't want to get hit by a car. Well, I think crazy. it was very fortuitous that they decided to have their accident in front of a car ramp. Oh my god! Yeah, so the car could flip over in a fiery crush, and then it just cuts away. We don't get to see anything. It was yeah, great. They great. couldn't like finish the deaths. They just were like, "You get to see up to the point of," and then it, we're done. So here's where I write a question that I want to ask both of you. Mm-hmm. I think this is a trope in any sort of zombie type of movie. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. You're in a secure location, more or less. Do you just get up and leave it and split up? Well, obviously, always. Okay, good. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure (laughs) you had a head on your shoulders. I mean, I could definitely solve any problem. So me sitting around would just be dragging it out for everyone, right? So yeah, and we'll fix it. George Kennedy arms everyone and tells them, don't shoot to kill. Um, so I Which feel like that no one pays any attention to. Well, I was gonna say that's a very George effective Kennedy. strategy. Disregard. Right. He's he commits the most serious offense of oh. them all. Um, so then he like makes a high noon comment like a we- about westerns, and this is where the movie flips 
and begins mm. to turn into a Western zombie movie. Yes. Uh, and it's and it's very heavy handed as it goes on, like incredibly heavy handed. I also would like to say this is where the movie flips and likes to reset its timer clock. And it's like, we need to go for another hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly how long we were in at this point, but I mean, it certainly felt like we were entering a like hey, we stretch. must be near a climax soon, right? right? <laughs> and we were. <laughs> oh god, no. Oh. We've, we've got so much more to do. We haven't even gotten to the helicopter fights. Oh god. My brain. <laughs> my brain just exploded thinking about that. <laughs> How do we get to helicopter fights, you ask? I'm glad you asked. You Let's just you wait. <laughs> We're going to start at a drive-in movie theater. <laughs> attorney and Drifter are traveling their way through town, and at one point, the attorney posits the statement, what the hell happened to this town, as they witness all sorts of <laughs> violence and murder. And our Drifter just clearly goes, the freeway missed it. <laughs> and like, fortunately, Riley, or the, the, the attorney is kind of just like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, this isn't this isn't like a time for like a glib one-liner that's not even that funny. But I wasn't like, referring to like the slow decay of the American dream. I meant the yeah. zombies and the fighting. Right. I'm not asking about the dissolution of the middle class. <laughs> I'm talking about oh the murder. Yes. Like, right. There's a guy on the roof right. shooting us. I have questions about that. <laughs> Thanks, so, Riley. First and last name. So at this point, before they split up. Um, George Kennedy has told his daughter to drive around in her cop car and, and make an announcement to not drink the water. And then he, as, as everyone leaves, he, when he's alone, he has a zombie tremor. Mm -hmm. Like, and he, and it looks like he just fought it off by it sheer looks like willpower. he shit his pants for a second and yeah. he was trying to get control. Yeah. So his, his willpower is overriding the experiment apparently. For now. Yeah. Cause, we, um... well, because if we look at the timeline, it doesn't take that long for people to turn. Oh, it's and amazingly he, fast. Like, yeah, this and is, he drank the is... water way before yeah, anybody else. Yeah, but he put else. it on the stove yeah. first. Oh, he boiled it, so that means... It slows it down, even though heating things up usually makes molecular, you know, it's things fine. go it's faster. Fine. It just works. Yeah, just, well, let's just go. <laughs> we, um, so while... Um, Ken and uh, Drifter Riley are having like some of their moments. We get a great rooftop shotgun snipe from uh, Ken as he's falling oh, away. Good. That was on par with our bloody bill accuracy. Oh yeah. That was awesome. There's a moment where Riley and Ken are together and they have this like heart to heart and it's real, it's real meaningful and poignant because Ken is talking about like being afraid or whatever. And, and Riley's like, I'm scared shitless, like totally <laughs> monotone. Like I'm terrified. And then that's it. And then they just go back to like the rooftop shootout, like bleh, whatever. Um, and the other thing that was funny is that like wherever Riley and Ken were, it was like a tumbleweed old Western, <laughs> like ghost town. And then George Kennedy and his daughter, are in like a lovely green suburb. And I was very confused. Dude, if I was George, I'd send the two new guys to check the shitty part of town first too. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You go over to the Western District. What? <laughs> Hit up the <laughs> saloon. <laughs> um, so then 
you can do the next part if you want. So George, we we're cutting back and forth a little bit, but more or less George has another. It's either the first one or a second one. It's the second, fi- one. It's the second one. He fights off the uh, the zombie waves. I'll call them, and he's like, "All right, I got it under control." And right as he like gets under control, he looks up, and a zombie priest is coming right at him. I was like, "Zombie priest! Yes. Zombie priest with a knife!" And George Kennedy shoots him straight in the chest. Yeah, like- he uh, did not shoot to kill, uh, and then shot to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Then um George has another zombie moment. It's like it's like when you're about to throw up and you <laughs> just like great. and you just like take a second and like choke it down and you're like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. That's like the face he was making. Um but then the priest pops up and then out of nowhere the doctor comes in and sticks the needle in his neck and knocks him out. And then he takes the needle out and blows it off and goes, like it was a gun. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And by good, I mean ridiculous. Like I said, they went hard on the Westerns at this point. Yeah. It was pretty silly. Yeah. It's such a tonal shift. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like the third in the movie. Cause we went to comedy to mm-hmm. like violent and now to heroic Western style. It's, Again, I I want to know what the pitch was. What right. was the pitch? I I also would like to know that. I hope it was based on a book. I hope it's out there in the universe. You know, <laughs> Ray, it is based Somewhere. on a book. And it's I John Steinbeck's one. Lost Werewolf novels. Actually, what this is. Oh God! <laughs> Spoilers: There were no werewolves. Uh, here's where we I get a scene that Ian laughed at so hard. So we're back to Riley and Ken in their western town. And all of a sudden, this guy on a motorcycle zooms up, and he's just yes. shooting every like spraying yes. people. And then it does like a flippy dippy butt flames, is what I wrote. <laughs> it, the the motorcycle just starts like it like flips around through the sky. The guy catches on fire because he, yeah, he does. the motorcycle explodes, but it only his butt is on fire. And he's like flying through the air with his butt on fire. I couldn't contain myself as this was happening, so my notes were motorcycle shocker riley snipes bike jumps a car through flames kicks driver hilariously scene yeah i think that actually is longer than the set directions were for it well this is another great dead cut right after the guy hits the ground and off to something else like you Mm -hmm. don't know what happens yeah it was it was wacky real wacky oh then we get my least well, no, hold on. Wait, I can't use that mm. term this early in the movie. All right. <laughs> I get a scene so that was really not that great to me, which was this little girl and Julie. So, Sam, I'm going to let you take it. So, Julia, the female cop. Oh, she, I wrote her name wrong. Oh, crap. I whatever. I, same. I think they I think they started off by calling her Julia. And then as to the time went on, they started calling her Julie. I think that's why. Okay. It's a little that makes confusing. Sense. Um. So a screaming small child runs by. She's like 10. And Julia's like, what? And then all of a sudden, the a mother, like the green, a green lady, I'm assuming was her mother. <laughs> I don't know. Is chasing her with a knife like. Rah! And I was like, what the fuck? Because at first I thought the kid was the demon person or the zombie person. It was not. And that mom was just on point. She's like, no, no, no. I'm taking it out. That would have been okay. <laughs> well, you got to be like, are we going to knife a child now? Yeah. that's not outside the realm of possibility. What I wanted was them both to be zombies and it be a trap. I would have been cool with that. <laughs> that wasn't. So it wasn't. That. Well, and then Julia, in, in true Julia fashion, she goes, no, stop it. She's just yelling at them. Like, 
Well, no, in true Julia fashion, she's a terrible cop and oh, she has yeah. no instincts or skills. So she's following around, holding the gun like way out. She comes around a corner and finds the girl in like this building corner. Abandoned. Sure. Building. And she goes over and she's like, everything's okay. And she picks her up and the mom's behind her. And instead of just shooting the thing in the head and getting it over with, she tries to talk this crazy zombie mom down. Well, in her defense. She's a terrible cop. Because I am going to come to bat for her in this situation. Mm-hmm. How many, like, aggressive murders do you have to do in your career as a small-time cop, right? Like, mm. this okay. this incident started this morning. She didn't actually see any of the violence except for the wife going crazy. Well, and she saw Charlie. Wife- Charlie came after her. Okay, she saw Charlie. That is correct. She saw the wife who was sedated, right? Wasn't she there for Charlie's crazy rampage too when he killed the yeah. son? She's okay. seen some shit. So she's seen still, some shit. It Again, just she saw this one. It's been less than three hours, probably. And we're not. The average human being, I don't think, is going to jump into blastem mode as hard. <laughs> I know she's a cop and cops <laughs> love killing people, but like. I, I can empathize with her situation of like, I don't know if I'm ready you know to what? just shoot this mom in the head. I wish more cops behaved like Julie did. Except the problem is, is that so she's holding this small child and the the mom is like coming at her, like dancing with her knife. Like, whoa. <laughs> that is true. And well, instead let's be real. Of, a quick kick to the gut disarms that lady. One has to say, instead of just like shooting her in the arm or shooting her in the leg, she shoots her in, in between the eyes right in front of her kid. I loved the effect. Yeah. Honestly, I think Julie but, is just such a bad shot that that's just where it ended up. She could have been aiming for an arm or a leg. They just like smeared a blurb of like, yeah. like little clay dust on her Wednesday. forehead yeah. for yeah. the bullet wound. <laughs> the like green it was, ashes. It was budget murder. That's for sure. Yeah, that's the only death that we actually saw. This um, is where I wrote, what happened to Don't Shoot to Kill? Right. <laughs> Because immediately George Kennedy murders a priest and then she murders the lady. So we get more shooting. And I also wrote at this point, thank God they're in a town full of stormtroopers. I mean, yeah. honestly, I I started to tune out a bit. Yeah. Um, like I was there say? for, I'm there for the violence. My notes are blank from the motorcycle to the flamethrower. Yeah. Because all that's happening is kind blank. of just spectacle. Right, they're they're just making wild west quips mm-hmm. yeah. and and shooting wildly at at green zombie people, which is fun, but yeah. like there's not a lot of substance here. Well, and it gets a little old because it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. Yeah, so a lot of stuff's happening. Actually, Sam, I'm just gonna let you do it through because it's better to do well, that. Well, a lot of stuff is happening, so I we're just gonna kind agree. of agree between now and when the flamethrowers come stuff. out. The only thing I appreciated is they're back at the police station. It's been a few hours and. Ken has already escalated to I'm going to murder my wife to put her out of her misery mode. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is, is that somehow in the police department, they're sitting in the lobby. Riley has a moment where he goes, he he starts guessing the entire plot. He's like, someone's experimenting. They put something in the water. It's a big experiment and they're watching us. We, we get it, Riley. You've read the them. script. All right. Right. <laughs> That's what happened. You got it, Ian. Nice. Um, so that happens. Yeah, and then 
and then Ken goes to he's like about to try to kill her and he just can't do it and he's like I love you so much and then Riley just takes the gun and he's like let's just wait and see what happens like I, can one of you try to make sense of the note I took at this point it just says lots of dead Hulk cosplayers yes um, we have a shot of like outside like the night street mm-hmm. There are cars like strewn all over the place with just like dead bodies. Yes. Lots okay. Of green and then bodies. we get oh, the green the two, bodies. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. There's like two dudes in suits from the apes kind of just rolling through. Mm-hmm. And yes. of, they, they bust out flamethrowers and just and start, start torching everything. everything yeah. I enjoy yeah. those flamethrowers. But Sam correctly said they wasted a lot of flamethrower oh fuel God. just aimlessly always keeping them on. Well, and also, like, why do you have to burn all the cars? They're all empty. Who cares? Right. I remember uh, I checked the runtime at this point because I'm like, hey, when's the end of the movie going to happen? Right. Uh, There are still 40 minutes. That was a mistake on your part. Yeah, because that gives you a real idea that this isn't anywhere near to over. You got to get in that coma zone and stay. I did not. You know, let's just say it, about but, wow. 30 minutes of that is going to be dicking around. dicking around in the desert. <laughs> yeah. I only send Brett movies that has a significant half hour or more of someone dicking around. Dicking uh, around in so wilderness. At, so at this point, we have um, our survivors that are Riley, George Kennedy, Ken, his wife is locked in a cell, whatever, and Julia. And mm-hmm. so they decide they're going to find these guys and they're going to take them out, um, the the ape people who are walking through town. And so they go to the drive-in. Oh, yeah. So they, like, George, like, lures them out there by, like, <laughs> apparently running them to the drive-in on foot and the vans chase him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then sure. they... And then they they decide they're going to turn the floodlights on. Um, we get a nice, you know, subtle note is as they're running to the drive and it says high noon was playing on the matinee. And I was like, oh, <laughs> subtle touch. At this point, I like up until now, I was like, all right, this is fine. Mm. It had moved. OK. At this point, I started to be like, oh, I don't know how much more I can do of this. <laughs> 40 plus minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, this scene had some good to it. Yeah, this scene was fine. I was like cool with this scene. I'm like, oh, if this yeah. is the end, then mm-hmm. I'm happy. And then we check the time. I really thought this was the, the finale. I yeah. did too. Yeah, because really all the heroes too. are here. We got the villains cornered in their vans. We're going to have a shootout and that'll mm-hmm. be it. George right? gets the rage. Everything goes how you expect it. George Kennedy, we're not even going to spend too much detail, has the best death in this movie. Yeah, so as they're doing their shootout between the dudes in the van, because the pe- guys just start rolling out of the van instead of just the two flamethrowy guys. Just people just start coming out of the van. As, so everybody's shooting. George Kennedy starts to be like, and starts to like turn almost like uh, 28 Days Later style. That's why I said he got the rage. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, that's what you meant by that. I wasn't even thinking yeah. that, yeah. Um, so... George Kennedy is now a very angry zombie and he just, and he's all green and he just starts wildly shooting. The flamethrower gets him, mm-hmm. but then he's fully on fire engulfed oh, yeah. in flames and just runs to the van. And at this point I turned to Ian and I said, please explode. Gotta That's why explode. the explosions are there. Yeah. And, oh yeah. 
it, and was, it does not let us down. Thank no, you, it was very satisfying. He just and, dives in the yeah. back. Yep. And <laughs> instantly the Man whole explosion. thing goes up in an explosion. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> but then uh, the scene gets stupid. Right. And so apparently all the <laughs> ape guys are dead. The environmental guys are dead. Um, and so in the aftermath of the conflagration, Riley picks up George Kennedy's gun and hands it to Julia and they have a moment and then she hands the gun back to him and is like, yeah, I actually like suck as a cop. And the only reason yeah. I would became a cop was to be by my dad and he's gone now. So I quit. I've moved on. <laughs> yeah, and she, she takes her little Marshall pin and pins it on him, like deputizes him like you're in charge now. Well, your problem now. Buddy. And then Ken looks and goes, this town doesn't need a sheriff anymore. It needs a goddamn undertaker. <laughs> yeah. And then they call themselves a posse. And here is where I was like, fuck this shit i am a huge fan of western movies like Mm -hmm. a massive western movie fan and they're taking all of the pieces and i understand what they're doing and it doesn't work no bullshit and it sucks and it makes this movie stupider (laughs) well the literal next scene is them getting horses right right Right. people acquire horses no idea how the bad guys get them later on. Like, where are all these horses coming from? I lost the thread here. Yeah, it, it got weird. It unraveled. I don't understand how we transitioned from the exploding vans to the horse chase. Um, well, because here they're doing more guessing about what's actually happening. They're oh, continuing to guess the one. plot. Go ahead, Ian. So they're talking and then they're like, oh, is it the, was it the Russians? Is it the CIA? And then Julie confidently goes... CIA wouldn't do this in their own backyard. That's what they have Central America for. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was I the 80s, so, like, she means it, too. On point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The racism so is real. Shout out to Central America. We love you. God. All of our Central American fans. Yeah. We apologize for the 80s opinions. <laughs> so, um... This is where we get, like, our young gun shot of them riding through the Desert Canyon. Um, forever. They, they're they writing for minutes, and I'm uh, not exaggerating. I wrote a note here. We got some really nice shots of rocks. Mm. Yeah, and, and I was like, what are they trying to do? Where are they trying to go? Do they know where yeah. the experimenters are? So they are? end up stumbling into Colonel KFC's van. Which, the other van. How they got there, there's mm. no logic. You just think of, hey... If we had to pick a direction, let's go. And they got it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, Julia has taken her hair down. So, you know, she means business. Um, they all surround the van, which is obviously empty. Couldn't be more empty. And start shooting it. And um, they wasted every bullet on the obvious trap. It looks like. <clears throat> then they go up to the van and they figure and they're like look it's american technology and i'm like what is happening and then they they realize it's a trap and they run away and the van explodes and i'm like because we cut away oh. to our bad guys on horses Everyone's everybody on horses. gets a horse you get a horse <laughs> and you get a horse but you don't ever get a satisfying conclusion to who is actually doing the testing on this property yeah spoiler alert but you get a horse. <laughs> so it just 
there it, it just continues to be a hot mess. Um, there's a horseback chase with synth- synthesizer action music. It, you remember that? Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. It was like, <laughs> oh, there is one. I note. love the music. <laughs> uh, before that chase, would you get a cut back to someone's at the radio station? Oh, they get a dial tone. That's right. They get a dial tone. They're able to call out and you know let people know what's going on. Yeah, because there's that's been important. no communication Great. so far until. Thank now. God, all of the zero other characters in the movie will be Dude, able to. DJ make Mullet calls. is the actual hero of this movie right. because he gets reinforcements. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is where I wrote dicking around in the desert for 30 minutes because from Accurate. here on out, it becomes like there's barely any dialogue. Nothing is happening. Uh, we get a mini shootout where Ken gets shot a little bit cause he starts to charge toward the people. Well, and then Riley turns to him before he does that and goes, cover me. A man's got to do what a man's got to do, oh, God, which in other just... words means run out into fire. Yeah. <laughs> And recklessly try to solve a problem. They just slowly whittle us down to uh, a one-on-one. Right. 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 We have our group. They have their group. One thing leads to another. Now there's just the drifter and the albino. The only interesting detail is for some reason, the albino has got like a little device searching for something. And once it gives him the right signal, he kills all his own men. Right. So only the Busey remains. Yeah. Um. And then Ken is whining about his wound. They all, um, Julia wants to go with Riley to follow this guy. And he says, this isn't a woman's fight. And I was like, ugh. And then Ooh. she makes out with him. And I was like, no. He is easily 25 no. to 30 years older than her and not aged well. Oh, no, he boy. he is unattractive and she is very attractive. My so. note is somehow that line leads to a makeout question mark. Yeah, I guess so. Ladies in the 80s liked it when guys were jerks to them, I guess. Who knows? I also wrote my next note, 80s synths plus this much desert doesn't mix. Yeah, so there's the longest horseback chase I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a um, And And he, I wrote here, isn't this supposed to be like the climax? Because it, I assume that it must be because that last scene with George Kennedy that I thought was the climax apparently wasn't, right? So I was taking notes on Sam as well as I was taking notes on the movie. (laughs) I've learned I I should do that. At this point, Sam continually said, I'm fed up with the desert dick around. (laughs) Well, I thought that was a really good way to articulate it. I I mean, it's definitely descending in like tension. I I mean, at this point, honestly, there's, there's not even really any stakes anymore. Because we've found the original problem with Mm -hmm. with the water and we've warned people. So, like, I guess we got to stop the villain, but also, who cares? Yeah, it was. Uh, a, yeah. We got a really shitty version of Red Dead Redemption 2 for about 20 minutes. Yeah, there's um, so much horseback, Busey and his little machine. And here I wrote, just be over, please. And I also wrote, this is like getting lost in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought it was kind of comical that Riley, our hitchhiker, was able to find random tracks of KFC's spit. Throughout yeah, this giant gr- desert, he was to touching him by. it. He was touching I, yo, the and you wet were like, spit. He touches one of them, and Sam's like, "Do not put that in your mouth. Do not <laughs> put that in your mouth." <laughs> My mom came out. Yeah. <laughs> so it brings us to uh, a sniper duel between yep. protagonist and villain. Oh, you mean the one the one side filmed firefight? Villain's got the high ground. Protagonist is on the low. 
but uh, using his quick, uh, quick, <sighs> using his wits, he <laughs> basically fakes being empty to draw the other guy to miss the rest of his bullets. <laughs> And also, it come out of cover to take the final shot incredibly exposed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Protagonist isn't actually empty. He's got his revolver, and he just starts slow-loading the chambers, knowing that the mm-hmm. other guy is out. And they're yep. kind of just standing there. It's like a little showdown. Definitely not resolving this in any with any <laughs> haste. Uh, not worried about the runtime. And as he, you know, finishes filling his revolver, then, Ian, uh, we get a wonderful helicopter. Well, the helicopter rise up from the depths of the mountain. Right. And you're like, oh, he's going to get away. But like you could you could still fucking shoot him. Yeah, you could still kill him before you get the helicopter. Like, oh, there's a helicopter behind him now. Does he have a teleporter? But then behind Riley rises another helicopter. But not just any helicopter, a U.S. Army helicopter. Right. So now we have two rival helicopters. And Four helicopter models. We're not sure. It's a little bit of both from what I read. Uh, here is where Riley shoots Busey and Busey rolls down the hill. <laughs> As gravity does. For a really long time. It's like that scene in the race. Uh, what's Hot Rod. Name? Hot yeah. Rod, yeah. Uh, then we get a wild helicopter chase. Wow. Why they kept and put this in the movie, I have no idea. There is no one. There are no named characters on either of the helicopters. No. They're just two helicopters having a, having a blast. This had <laughs> to be a U.S. Army promo drop. We had this footage and we were going to use yeah. it, mm-hmm. damn it. So then we get, as the helicopters are chasing each other, Riley goes over to Busey. He pulls off Busey's sunglasses, and Busey's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Howie, he's like Howie from Benchwarmers. <laughs> like, the sun is bad. <laughs> um, he says, the sheriff says hello, and he takes the green goo from the little ray gun thing, and he shoves the whole thing in Busey's mouth and makes a comment of, like, imagine what it, like, Imagine what all of this could do to one man, like what it did to the yeah, whole town. Yeah, one drop did this to a town, which, right. A, you don't know how much they used. One, so then he just walks away, leaving Busey, the albino Busey, like writhing on the ground. And in my head, I was like, that's kind of cool. That's like kind of a cool move. Oh, it would be kind of a cool move. If mm-hmm. the whole town wasn't poisoned, you needed to know if there was an antidote. You wanted to know who was doing this. And you had all those solutions and answers to your questions right in front of you. Yeah. And also your friend's wife needs a solution. At this point, the helicopter chase went on and it went on and on and on. And Ian, we, I said to Ian, fast forward this right now. I can't handle this. You have to fast forward. I clicked through it as well. Yeah. yeah. So we did 10 second I intervals. I want to say it was like five and a half minutes of runtime. I, I think it is almost 10. Yeah. It was, oh, it was very long. I can't. The, el- the I helicopter shows up at 125 and is still in the movie at 131. Yeah. Awesome. So no one in the terrible. editing room dared touch that footage we have it we got to use it 
it was so long we fast forwarded forever and we just couldn't believe that it was still happening and the way we did it we did one of those 30 second fast no, forward 10 seconds oh it was 10 it seconds all right forever every now and again we were like oh, oh, oh that looks like nope they're still going <laughs> and then we get so it ends with the dueling helicopters face to face like what the fuck um, and then the army helicopter shoots the the bad helicopter and it explodes. Yeah. The end. No win. resolution. Yay. Honestly, we don't know if who the these credits just were. rolled after that, I would have been fine. Oh, you mean <laughs> that you, been a good you didn't love the epilogue that we got? Oh, Almost God. as much as the Harry Potter epilogue. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say that there before he killed the albino, he dropped the line... If you get any time off in hell, come see us again. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dude, he wanted to be a badass so badly. Like, but he hired a terrible writer. He had like three different sign-off lines for that scene, and they just used them all. <laughs> they didn't cut any of them. Right. Like, let me try another take. Ooh, I like that one too. This guy's no Hudson Hawk. I'll no. give you that much. So the end is Riley. He's hitchhiking again. And Julia walks up to him because he's still in the town. He's like in a parking lot or some shit. And she's like, I'm not a cop anymore. Why don't you stay? And he's like, I'm afraid of commitment still. And she's like, give up your vigilante justice. They they all either die or go to jail. And then I wrote blah, 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 make out. Because that's what happened. They're just jabbering away and then make out. I give Riley credit. He's true to his lifestyle he does not settle down with the 20 something year old beautiful woman who has been through firefights and hell with him and clearly could have a nice settled down life now nah, he's got to get in the airstream he's got to ride with ken he's got to ride with sherry who's magically yeah. okay how yeah. did that happen <laughs> while they make okay? it out ken just rolls up and is like get a room you two and i'm like thank you first of all i agree you're still on point the most out of everyone in this movie ken and then like it's just you're still on for hitching this dude like i guess you're buds now but also everyone's fine the town it all wore off i guess because they didn't get any secrets from the organization well, it was yeah. a load-bearing albino. Once you take care of him, the rest of the stuff kind of falls down. Oh, yes. One it was of the hive albino. As you do, right? It's like a dungeon boss. You know, you clear it, everything's over. <laughs> they got the chest. Everything was good. I got, I got, I got purple shoes now. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember. I think that he just, like... He gets in the RV and he says, I'll be seeing you. And she goes, sure. And then they all just, they drive off into the sunset and leave her on the side of the road. It's written like we're going to get yeah, a buddy credits. comedy sequel. Yeah. I need a buddy comedy sequel. I mean, honestly, I want the prequel where we find out about the rapist he murdered. Because, like, I get I want that a, deep lore. I want a prequel I want a with prequel. suing people. <laughs> and I want a prequel of the, um, the albino Busey. So... That's can we get three an movies. Anthology right. prequel? Yeah, can we yeah. get a prequel trilogy? That always goes well. Oh yeah, we know how that goes. Nightmare at six forty-five. Ugh. Mm. So yeah, that's that movie. Um, yeah, thanks, Ian. Um, hey, to be fair, Brett will say the same thing. I watched the first twenty minutes, and the trailer it tricked me into thinking it was something it wasn't. Strong trailer. I I really respected that. Like that they were able to hack this piece into that trailer 
I saw it and I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit if we're going to talk about it. I'm going to watch that movie. That yeah. looks fun as heck. And there were parts of this movie that were fun as heck. Yeah, they're all in the trailer. Watch the trailer. It's like Uninvited. It's exactly like Uninvited. Yes. I wonder if it's the same like company, production team, et cetera. Whoever has something over George Kennedy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's just say it. The mob. George Kennedy Blackmail Incorporated. <laughs> George Kennedy, what have you done? Yeah, so... Uh, I, uh, Do I like this? I'm just going to put it out there because we we're just going to... I think we've we've said a lot about this film. I don't know if it deserves an in-depth analysis. Yeah, I um I still When did we watch this? Like 5 or 6 days ago now? 5 days ago, 6 days Last ago. Last Thursday, so no, Wednesday, so 5 days, yeah. Yeah. Um after it happened, I I said I have to process this. I don't even know what to say or think or anything. Um and I still don't because like we said, it was multiple different movies sort of Frankenstein stitched together in a not fun Frankenstein way. Uh, and then that last half hour, 40 minutes were unbearable, like unbearable. I almost gave up on it. So um, I love George Kennedy. Uh, the acting was was good. The Enough. beginning, the beginning was fun and like really zany. And I was enjoying myself and I was laughing a lot. And then after it was pretty much like after George Kennedy left the scene, I was like, and now it's got real weird. So uh, no, this movie was not good. Watch the trailer. That's my advice. Yeah. I couldn't make heads or tails. I think Brett really summed up my feelings on this movie, asking what the hell was the pitch and the plan and the idea going in because this either is the entire idea and there wasn't a moment cut, which there's money I could put on that and feel comfortable making that bet. Or there's even more to this that got cut and I need to know what it was, but I know that won't help me make sense of this because it can't be logical. Yeah. I mean, it's a fascinating piece. I imagine that there were multiple rewrites mm. and a lot cut and finagled to make the thing that we actually got. Yeah. I would love to know more about that process because the end product is baffling in ways. Uh-huh. All right, I'll slide um, into but, some DMs and see if I can get his answers. I think they're all dead. But I mean, <laughs> I kind of just, just land the same way. The, the biggest complaint that I have is that this was a big case of third act problems. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's, you know... Uh, easy to make a satisfying ending to a story i think it's easy to make a passable <laughs> ending to a movie and uh big botch right here right they mm-hmm. they kind of just didn't i think I, I think, think it, yeah i think when they went all in on the western thing is where it really just lost it whether i love western movies or not it just totally it totally changed the whole thing to a point where it was like wait i thought i was watching a zombie movie so an interesting note about this film so this director and i don't remember his name off the top of my head but he's shot quite a few films and this film actually is a remake of one of his own films from like eight years prior so he took ideas from an entire film and redid the whole concept. And it almost feels like he 
took the first either he had the ending from the first movie or the Sorry, first just, half from the first movie i'm just watching and sam like languish miserably in her chair yeah i as to be displeased fair, sam, as possible i only found that out after we had all watched it yeah. so i didn't go in knowing that otherwise we would have watched the original <laughs> oh i guess my biggest issue with this entire movie is not knowing the reason and rationale behind ape and what his plan was and who they were. I know, you know, you, you don't need that, but I feel like in this, it just left it. So like, what's happening, what's going but, on? Nothing. But would those nothing. answers have made you enjoy the last 30 minutes of it? Oh God, no, it would have just left me with peace of mind, <laughs> yeah, which so. my kind of completionist mindset wants. I, I don't think it's, I don't think the movie's flaws are narrative or writing. I think that, like not having a clear explanation for the villain's motivations doesn't bother me as much as the fact that it just decided to be really boring. Yeah. It yeah. just, it went from like action, 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 like building, building. And then it just was like, I mean, they probably just, they filmed it in order and they ran out of budget. So like this, we'll just walk some horses in the desert. No, nah, I think, I think that they had enough budget and they trimmed it down <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I need the Snyder cut of this movie. So there you have it. Yeah. Nightmare at noon. Watch the trailer. That's, that's our best advice. Um, if you have seen this movie, we'd love to hear about it. Um, please send us your thoughts and feedbacks. Do I like this podcast at gmail.com? Do I like this podcast.com? Do I like this podcast on Instagram? If you can sense a theme, you are astute. Uh, I'm Ian the.ian.james on Instagram. I uh, do I like this pod on Twitter. <laughs> We're working on a YouTube. Um, if you enjoy us, please um, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple um, or whatever apps you listen to. That helps us out a lot. Thank you to Brett for joining us again. Um, sorry the film turned third act again on you. One of these uh, days, I'm going to get a full-fledged full, full film for you. Uh, my last tangent for this movie is that I watched it uh, last Monday. Uh, we were filming on a Sunday, so six days ago. I went to check uh, something for the movie, and I could not remember its name. I typed in, yeah. like, Midnight Madness or something. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, it is something about time and, and <laughs> insanity, right? Um, I, Midnight I did the Madness same looks thing. like a better movie. Unrelated. Next week, Midnight Madness. <laughs> I did the same thing. I kept Brett's typing in... Back. I kept typing in, like, Terror at Dawn or Mega something. Mega Piranha? <laughs> <laughs> yep alright well we thank everyone uh, for listening we will see you guys next week thanks Brett always a pleasure guys <laughs> <laughs>